you want me to do is not start out with a cold open. You're a dick. <laughs> Guess what? Fuck you. We're starting out with a cold open. No. This is the Anything Period Podcast. If this is on the period. And today, we are talking about a variety of things. Yes. Yeah, most importantly, how, how Black Charlie Brown is a dick. But most importantly, first, we're going to talk about Kid Nation. Actually, Scratch that we're probably going to talk about that later anyway. Because I really didn't want to talk about that. Oh so just just, just uh, recording. Uh, let's let's go back. Let's go back and record this again. Cause I feel like you feel like what? You feel like what? I feel like we can do better. Yeah, yeah. How about not fucking cold open? You know. You know. How about we just go into it like we usually do? You know. Let's let's stop for a second, all right? You want to go back? You so you always stay in that old shit. Let's, let's pause for a second. Recollect ourselves and start again. Recollect. Why are you breathing so loud? I'm exhaling, sir. <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. Let's, let's that's how it. that's how the body works. I have to breathe, otherwise I'll die. Why you gotta breathe? Like, like... Same reason. Whenever you laugh, you sound like you're about to fucking keel over and die. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know what? You <laughs> shut the fuck up. All right, let's, let's start. Let's actually start again. All right. Breathe in. Okay, wait. I need a... Okay, Are you exhaling like that? <laughs> All right. These are the jokes, everyone. All right, let's These aren't the jokes. These are just our lives. This is the Anything Period Podcast. If it's just on the fucking period, nigga. And, and today, two eyes that you shut the fuck up. Oh, no, I'm sorry. T- today, I'm sorry. Today, I'm, today, I'm, Black Charlie Brown. I'm sorry. Is more like beige. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For, for your looks? I know. Me too. No, that was... Damn, you... you, you oh, that went over your head. Damn it. Remember, remember the... I'm sorry. The listening to Kids Bob Lady, right? The who? The... Let me, let me get in character. My kids can't hear me because they're listening to Kids Bob. Oh, that lady. Oh, that bitch. Ah. Yeah. Oh, I love... Uh, I, for, I wholeheartedly forgot about that until you just said that. Yeah. Why did you remind me of that? Anyway, I hate you. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, this is the anything period podcast. We're in the future now. Well, yes, actually, well, actually, we're we're very much in the future now because we're in twenty twenty. We're in twenty twenty, y'all. We're in the twenties. We made it past. No, we survived. Twenty twenty twelve. The movie, which is actually good, but you know, this is on another topic. We we survived twenty twelve. My calendar. We survived. It's a hoax. Uh, we survived Back to the Future. Future. Uh, 2015. What? Remember, okay, Back to the Future, right? Part one was about uh, him going back in time and changing his, yes, his, parents, yes. his parents' past and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Part two is where they go into the future, right? Mm-hmm. Where they go to 2015. I think like October 8th, 18th, I think, 2015. Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. That was so that we're past that. We're past that now. Um, And I still don't have an actual hovering hoverboard. Yeah, because the ones they got is kind of like, but they, they the good thing is they're making they're trying to make strides they're, towards they're two wheeled skateboards. Because his thing, the, the real the real life hoverboards, like the actual actual hoverboards, yes. they only work on like metallic surfaces. And yes, shit, right? yeah, yeah. But um, we're past that now, and next step is twenty twenty one. Feel the future because I think they're from like twenty. What I didn't look that up. What, what they're from the twenty fourth century. No, I'm sorry. He's a 22nd century man. What's some other stuff? That's great. Uh, 
some other stuff that's great is that he's a 22nd the, the proud, century man the proud family is officially on disney plus finally fuck you gotta be fucking kidding me right now yeah. you gotta be fucking kidding me right now you don't hear that shit niggas you gotta be fucking kidding me right now we're gonna we're gonna pause this. you can suck my And we're back with the Anything Period Podcast, motherfuckers. How y'all doing today? And today, we have two special guests. We have... Yeah! You already know what's going on. It's the original recipe in the building. What's good with y'all? Anything, period. Simple. (sighs) Mr. Nomix. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Porn Aromics. Aromics. I thought it was Virgin Aromics. Let me change it. Gotcha. Gotcha. And and today <laughs> we are talking about life. Since this is my first time here, let me just go ahead and say that I'm a huge fan of you guys. Also, I would like our first topic to be about Julian Michaels versus Lizzo. Okay. Um, I'm unfamiliar with well, that topic. Oh, well, let me enlighten you on this um topic. Don't tell me what to do. Okay, so look, check this out. So this is basically what happened. Jillian Michaels is on. She's she's getting interviewed by somebody, right? They're talking about whatever, and then to be shady, because this is how I saw it. The interviewer brings Lizzo up. Now, we all know Lizzo is a plus-size woman, right? She has she some pickups. Go ahead. I said some. Okay. So, that, so, you know Lizzo is a plus-size woman. Nothing wrong with that, right? So, the interviewer's like, oh, you know, I love her body, positivity, yada, yada, yada. And then Jillian's like, why are we, why aren't we celebrating her music? Why are we celebrating her body? Because it's not going to be cool when she gets diabetes. Basically saying, why are we celebrating obesity? It's basically what she's saying because she's a health and fitness trainer. She was on the episode, not episode. She was on the Biggest Loser for God's sake. Yeah. Like, what? Did, what would you expect somebody who's a health and fitness coach to say? But then she got backlash for fat phobic comments. Fat? How yeah. the fuck is that fat? Well, I, I, I'm gonna say that again. I'm, I'm gonna say that again. I'm gonna say that again because this is the world we're living in in 2020. Oh, fat. Shit. Phobic comments. I'm just projecting those Fs. Who's afraid of fat people, nigga? Who? Oh no. Oh no, the fats are coming. What the fuck are you talking about? So, Jillian caught backlash <laughs> for this, obviously, because we're living in a pussified nation. But. A world. Pussified world. Yeah, that too. But what I love about the situation the most is that Jillian doubled down on her comments. Because we live in a society where if you say something controversial, people just rush to apologize, a half-ass apology at that, because at the end of the day, let's be real, they don't want to apologize, and more importantly, they don't fucking mean it. Like, let's just be completely real. They don't mean their apology. They're apologizing because they have to, so everybody can shut the hell up. That shit is about as real as that Logan Paul apology, I'll tell you that much. Don't know the reference, but continue. So yeah, that's what I love about it because let's just let's go back to when somebody made a matter of fact. Matter of fact, no, I, I ain't gonna do that to y'all. It's my first time. Never mind. 
No, it is fine. Trust, trust me. All the smoke. We want all of it. Let's go. The original recipe take over. The original recipe. I'm sorry, I gotta do it right. Next topic. Next time. The original recipe. I mean, I I feel like I feel like I, I don't it, have that gruff that that, that yet. Is. I feel <laughs> like I feel like Jillian Michaels. I respect her for doing that. The way she, cause it's saying a lot. She's a health nut. I mean, I I get what she's saying, but she said it the wrong way. Like fat people often, whenever people talk about like their weight, they're always talking about how it's it's under the guise of like health concerns. And even though that is true for some cases, it's not true for all cases. Yeah, but at the same time, you have to think about her 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 point of view. Think about it. from the from the Biggest Loser. She was wholeheartedly helping people who was going to die from their weight. So essentially, she sees somebody that's overweight. It's like, okay, no, they need to be healthier. Now, I do see why some people took offense to this because there are some people who are not overweight at all and are also have been diagnosed with diabetes. So I get why those particular people were upset because you don't have to be obese to be diagnosed with diabetes. I get that. But basically, Jillian's whole point was, we're celebrating the fact that she's overweight and unhealthy, right? Mm-hmm. Now, has nothing to do with her character. Lizzo is a very talented artist. Yes. Only issue is she's it's just sometimes her antics, in my opinion. Yes. To like, be honest, like 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 the Lakers game. Yeah, like to be honest, I feel like she does like in, in recent recently, like with what you said about what happened at Lakers game. I feel like she does a lot. And she uses the fact that that she's overweight to try to get over on shit. Yeah, she's using her. She's yeah. using the privilege of the fact that everything is accepted. Everything under the sun is accepted in this day and age. She's using that to her advantage. So sense. basically, hold on. I, she can do basic. She's basically saying I can do whatever I want. And if you have a problem with it, you're fat shaming or fat phobic. Yes. But Simple. on my Yu-Gi-Oh shit, she's using the fat card. But this is my thing. In this day and age. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Indeed. But let's just say you disagree. Like, let's say, like, um, let the lady that call her out. She's talking about it from a health perspective. The moment you disagree or try to say somebody's wrong for being a certain way, even though in this in instant, I can understand what she's saying. Yes. You get shamed. But, like, people that say, oh, I don't like, for example, homo- people being homo- uh, not homophobic, but people being homosexual. Yeah. As soon as somebody say, oh, I don't agree with that. Oh, you're homophobic. You don't like gay people that. It's not that being homophobic. It's just... They just don't agree with that life. Yeah, this is life. something that a lot of people in America and in the world need to understand. Disagreement is not the same thing as hate. If you look up the definitions of the words disagreement and hate, I promise you they're completely different. Yes. They're no. not similes. Synonyms, sorry. See, yes. That shows you how smart I am. I'm not people. Like, I, I feel like... Shut up. <laughs> just start naming literary devices. I feel like... Uh, I was going to say... Fucking metaphors. I... I I feel like I feel like when it comes to people and the stuff that they say and how they want to say some they need to be more concise and specific with what they're trying to say because a lot of stuff can get misconstrued and a lot of stuff can come across as something entirely different than what's actually intended right yeah I feel like what Jillian Michaels was trying to say was that like over being overweight and obese and all that other stuff it, it comes at a cost sometimes if you aren't if you aren't in a if you aren't moving your body if you aren't being active a lot and just like sitting down and having a sedentary lifestyle that can cause a hun- 
hundreds upon thousands of health problems and complications that could lead later in life to you maybe getting your legs cut off because there's poor circulation down there yeah. or some other things. Let me ask you a question. Now, let's say the outfit that Lizzo wore <laughs> was worn by a more... Slender. Yeah, more slimmer celebrity. That's what that's the argument a lot of other people are making. Yeah. Let's say Rihanna, Cardi B, or Megan Thee Stallion did something like that. Would you? Would anybody in this room have a problem? Yeah, cause the fucking kids there. Yeah, that's my thing. My thing is, it, it's a time and a place for everything. Yeah, I mean, yep, like if know. Meg Thee Stallion, if yeah. Meg Thee Stallion did some shit like that, a lot of dudes would be like, uh, like, I got this out of ass though, but like, just as many people would be like, yo, like. Like like, yo, cover, like, yo, those fucking kids here, calm down. People would have said the same thing. Yeah, like, but let's be not, real. But let's be real. They wouldn't have been as. They wouldn't have been as on our uh, ass up about in arms. It. I can admit that. But at the end of the day, it just so happened that she was the one who decided that was a good idea. And and, and, and it, it wasn't. wasn't. It and not, wasn't. And not only that, she decides to have her ass out. Yes, in front of children. But the shit that gets me is why the fuck are you gonna have your back? Why are you gonna have your ass cheeks? On that, on that nasty ass seat. That's, that's a side note. That's but also, that's and also, why are you going to, for no reason, get up and start twerking? Why? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, people don't do that in public. No, no, I mean, no, I know. But at the same time, you already know your stature. You already know what you're wearing. You already know who you're around. But at the same time, you decide out of everything to do, you're gonna do that at the halftime for no, what? No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. But this is the best part. My My thing is the media. Social media, the news, a lot of people they they, they empower her because of her size. So to her, and, and to a lot of people that look like her, she's an empowerment figure. She makes big sexy. That's what a lot of people like. They're like, oh, go out there, do your thing like all the other skinny little girls do. You're sexy, you're empowering people. That's the whole thing. It's giving her power. I hate that shit. I hate I, I hate how one person now has to be the champion for everything and now everything they do is no longer wrong. I don't like that shit. The thing about it though is that like people like it's just it's not even like it's not even just it's it's more so like it's more so like people like that are most like in the fashion world. Shit like that, like like model centric shit. They always try to emphasize the skinny broad or whatnot. That's you do you find a daddy, but at the same time it's like be- big has always been beautiful. The problem is now no, 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 no. Big has not always been publicly accepted. That's a difference. Big has always been beautiful, but big has not always been publicly accepted. That's the problem. Now, all of a sudden, because one artist who happens to be overweight is now cha- is now supposed to be the champion for everything. Now she does any and everything that she wants to. She gets away with fucking murder, and now everybody's gonna be like, "Oh no, you're fat shaming." I don't like that. I really don't like that. Here's the be- here's the best part about it. After all the backlash, this woman decides to <laughs> decides to go on Instagram live. Oh fuck! If they listen, they listen, we need to take away Instagram live from fucking celebrities because they listen, be listen, doing too much listen. fuck shit. This is what I love that celebrities do. I was so unbothered by this that I decided to make that I decided to go on live and talk about it. I love how they what? I love how they say they're so unbothered, but then address what's apparently not bothering. Yeah. Clearly it does. Yeah. Clearly it does. Yeah, if it doesn't bother you, you wouldn't be on Instagram Because I can guarantee you about it. Because one thing I can guarantee you about that is how I remember that. Is um let's say I was Lizzo, right? 
if this didn't bother me, I can guarantee you, you would not catch me on Instagram Live. You would just caught me on my next Instagram post, not even addressing it, not on Twitter, not on Facebook, MySpace. It, I'm not addressing it because it don't bother me. But if you're talking about it, it if you're not me. asked about it, like, let's say you're in an interview. If you're not in an interview, you're not being asked about what about what transpired, and you get on live by your own doing yes. to talk about it, yes. you were clearly bothered. Yeah, stop it. I feel like nobody feel, has provoked you to do that. Show. I feel like right now we're at a time in in from many different uh, angles, depending on what thing you're talking about. We're at a point where we're trying to find a middle ground. As as humans, we're very much into extremes. Either we're doing Fair. one thing really well or really terrible, and the pendulum swings to the other side, and we're doing something really well. Or really terrible, right? We're talking about uh, fat acceptance, right? We're talking about uh, how some people have fat phobia, right? That's that's people have been dealing with this for like, like this has been a something that's been a problem for like decades now, probably even longer than that. But who knows, right? We're trying to find a middle ground with with all this social media stuff, with all this. Uh, Awareness with all this awareness about like these issues and shit, right? We're trying to find this balance between what is acceptable and what isn't. What what Lizzo is doing and all the and other people like her when they talk about trans rights or homophobia or whatever, anything across the board, none of that shit is acceptable. Yeah, I mean, should be acceptable. I mean, but at the same time, you gotta think about this too. Just like you, just like like you just said. Even with, even with us attempting to find a middle ground, the problem with that is more so people will see the extremes that some people go to, and because of that, they will focus on that extreme, and therefore emphasize that extreme to where the, to where the minority seems like the majority, due specifically to those extremes that are being exploited and being, you know, talked about. Specifically. I just think in this day and age, Especially with the new thing with social media and stuff like that. And I think you give audience and support to people that don't necessarily need it or misusing the message that they can give out. You know what I'm saying? Because there's some people out here, they be talking out their ass on social media, got nothing but bad things to say about something that's not being counter, they're being counterproductive to the struggle. Or the point they're trying to get across. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that uh, ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. The whole point of that was to raise funding. Yes. For um, ALS. Now, it did raise a lot of awareness about the issue. But as far as funding, you know, we saw like major celebs donate money. Yeah, just turned like to the Ice Bucket Challenge. Yeah, basically. So stuff like that being misconstrued away from its original purpose. And I think that's detrimental. Because basically anybody in this day and age can hop on a computer record a podcast say what the fuck they want to say and influence the world they wanted to wow you throwing shots that's crazy I, <laughs> I mean yeah but that's, that's people I mean that's people yeah people just have more power when it comes to like exposure and shit yeah yeah they they definitely have more control over people, their own exposure people can choose what and what they want to and what they don't want to support People do it for various reasons. Some people do it because they genuinely care about something, and other people do it just because it's the way. Now, I'm gonna say this: y'all better be careful who y'all give these platforms to, 
and you give platform to the wrong people, you end up having somebody in Germany on a soapbox telling people that the Jews are the problem of the world, or the fact you got somebody <coughs> in the office right now that's about to start World War Three. We gonna talk about that though. And even even with that, yo, all the memes are fucking hilarious about it. Yeah. But to be fair, all of them like they've all said that they don't give a fuck. They love us. They fucking hate Trump. That's the thing. That's the thing, though. Say it. I mean, my thing is this. Um, I feel like... Wait, are we talking about World War III now? This is what this podcast is. World War III is not, not, three's not happening. It's not, World War III World is, not, is not, not a thing. It's a happen. speculation and a meme. And yes. a very funny one. A very funny one, especially especially all the shits about now, how it's gonna avoid now, the draft. Here's the, now here's the thing: I do understand where some of the soldiers are coming from. I did see one soldier post on um, Instagram saying, you know, "Hey man, it's not a joke. Like you know, we you know out here fighting, and you know, I completely understand it. I know yeah. that. But in the day, I mean, like, I get both sides of the fence because yeah. on their side, it's like, yo, this ain't a joke because we actually gonna be on the battlefield, you know, with, with you know with, with this assault rifle or submachine gun in our hand." Killing a, a other, you know, bad guys for for y'all. Yeah. But technically, no, 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 Okay, go ahead. No one's there's, there's no good or bad. Yeah, about to say don't don't it's say that. I, I was saying from their perspective. So it's just two okay. people with a disagreement about something. Cause to other people, we're the evil of the world. And I gotta see, we come on and we force our own political agendas and our own benefit for stuff in the name of. And I put quotes on this freedom. Yeah, we okay. Because here's quote the thing. Liberty. Because see, here's the thing. Here's the thing about they America. Did that shit. Let, let's just be real. Like, oh fuck. Let's do it. Let's do who's it. Who's really proud to be an American? Let's like. Let's really like. White people. They don't fucking count. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? They they don't they don't fucking count. They have no culture. They're the oppressors. I don't I don't give a damn. I I, I really don't. I mean, be honest with you. On paper. What America is supposed to be, there's something to get behind. But the, the execution of that, but the reality again, of what we've what never America had that execution since the goddamn the document was written. The reality of what America is, it's nothing to be proud of. It's nothing oh, to be fuck proud no. of. Absolutely nothing to be proud of. We go to other nations, kill their, kill innocent people, and then just say, oh, yeah. My bad. Think about the whole Iraq situation. Bruh, yeah, they quote-unquote liberated them over there. Because of, there were mass weapons of destruction. Yo, that and nigga... You, and also, just recently, the U.S. denied Iraq's request to have our troops removed from there. How do you... Nigga, it's all about oil. It's money and oil. Damn, we got oil! That's all a lie! No, son. How? Nigga, no, if you research that, sh- that shit, there is no oil like that. How they make it seem like a lot of oil in the Middle East, it's not like that. Not as much as you've seen. They, we get more oil from um, fucking Alaska than we do fucking the Middle East. I feel like... Well, yeah, because they're not just going to openly trade all that shit with us. Honestly. No, I'm talking about, like, look, if you really look this shit up, because I have a professor, he told me that shit is not that much oil as y'all think in the Middle East. We get more oil domestically than we do internationally like that. I, I feel like it's, it's more about... It's, it's more about... To be honest, I feel like it's a manifest destiny and like just control, overall control. We want our our philosophy, our vision of 
what we feel. Let me finish. Art of what we feel is right to be broadcast all over the world. Yeah, America has a foothold in every major fucking country in this fucking world. Y'all know that that, that uh, one person that has everybody business. That's us. That's the next thing. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. We we really try. America really does try to police like everybody else and tell them to everything and shit like that. It's not cool. Yeah, no, they try to be yeah. police like, until I, they have to. I really, I really feel like if we just left everybody alone, we'll be fine. Yeah, like like you know like like fucking like George Washington actually wanted. You know how about you know we tend to our own shit instead of trying to be the police for the world. Like like look at other fucking countries like fucking the Netherlands or fucking like Poland or some shit like that, right? Whatever the happiest country in the world is, we could be that if we left everybody else alone. Nah, there's too many No, problems. no, there's so many domestic problems that it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, man. yeah, I'm saying if we fucking fixed our own domestic, if we stop worrying, we're about- not gonna fix the domestic issues. First off, not, domestic not- issues have been in this country since its creation. Yes, since inception. Not even before its inception, way before that. The problem is you have a, a document that was written when they said. Uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all did not mean all. They meant a rich, land-owning white man. Yes. That's what they meant. And they won't for no poor white woman, no poor white man, no Irishman, no damn Canadian, no black man, no Mexican. If you ain't white, you ain't right. That's how it was written. If you ain't white with land, you ain't right. All yeah. men are created equal. White men with power and land. That's how they it were, was. They weren't talking about all men and women. They were talking about white Even- men. Even then, all men are created equal. They wrote that in the perspective of black people are like cattle and women are subservient. So that's my thing. If you write in the rules... And that's and that's one of the f- fucking things I hate, though. The Eurocentric way of thinking. Because the Eurocentric way of thinking is that the woman is subservient or second class compared to the man. That's all, That's That stems from fucking Europe, and I hate that shit. It was so contradictory that they happened to write that. Actually, in one of Dave Chappelle's stand-ups, I don't remember if it was for what it's worth or killing him softly. He was basically saying, oh, man. Go fetch me a sandwich, nigga, or I'll yeah. kill you. Like that, like yes. as funny as that was, it was also facts. accurate. Very like, accurate. You got motherfuckers writing that law that also have slaves. Yeah, like literally, that is hilarious to me. That's like that's if anything, think about it. That this is our country. This has always been our country before they <laughs> discovered it. Um, this has been our country beforehand. After we built everything here, everything is. Everything is fucking us. Even the form of fucking government. The Native Americans had that fucking form of government before the Europeans came over here and, you know, created it. Man, all the Do you realize so many of the things that African Americans slash black people created? Do you realize we wouldn't have traffic lights? Do you realize we wouldn't we wouldn't have fucking pacemakers? We wouldn't have video games. Well, we wouldn't we wouldn't even have vehicles. Yes. We yeah, fucking like, uh, we wouldn't be able to. Hold up. I'm about to kill y'all with this one. Some of y'all already know. And some of y'all out there listening probably know. But check this out Thomas Edison, light bulb, right? But see, he, he, uh, 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 don't, don't interrupt me. I know you want to say it, but I'm already talking, so you cannot take it. I want to do so look, what they so did. Look, Cause check this out. Check this out. The light bulb. Let me check this out, y'all. That's the glass exterior. The filament is what gives it light. Right, the filament is what gives the light bulb light, right? The filament was made by a black man. But people are always saying, oh, Thomas Edison made the light bulb. If you really think about that, the light bulb, like I said, is the glass exterior. Why are we celebrating him so much? Because he patented it. That's the only reason. 
then niggas couldn't do that. Niggas, yeah, they like you not, couldn't, could not literally, could not legally patent anything. Exactly. <laughs> so, I think we wouldn't have a lot of shit. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't be able to give hard transmitters because that that technology was made by black men. Literally every, literally every great fucking monument, every great um, city, every great place in this fucking country is because of us. You want to know something else? It's because of us. Go ahead. Uh, the Black Panther Party. Before they were dismantled by... Don't! Get, I'm sorry, I'm here. Don't let me start on that shit. I'm sorry, that's the dumbest shit I have ever heard in my motherfucking life. What? They said the Black Panther Party, there is the highest peak in this uh, existence, was more of a threat to the safety of the United States than any foreign enemy they ever had. So you telling me that a couple of with education mm. of a native community and they didn't no bullshit mm. they had a couple guns was more of a threat than you tell me Russia uh goddamn who else uh China and shit there that time fuck, fuck all that. that fuck all that the KKK is also in America by the way weren't they just recently they just recently laid like white supremacy as a um oh uh, what the shit's called um what like white, like 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 being like KKK, mm-hmm. like, they read terrorists. Is, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like right, it's like a terrorist organization or something. Why? Wow! It only took a good two. Mm. There's, I, I feel like the Black Panther Party should be taken off that list. It it should have never been on the fucking list. It should have never been on the fucking list from the beginning. I mean, like, you know why it was on the list? Because there was a risk of a black messiah. That's the last thing they fucking want. The last thing they want is a black messiah. A dude that everybody can fucking stand behind. Somebody who actually talks their shit and actually back the, backs the fuck up. The last, see, see, the that's last that. thing they want is a black Jesus. See, that's the shit. That's that shit. See, I'm be honest with you. Niggas, we can't organize. We can't. That's, no, 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 no. Think, no. think about this. Think about this. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. My, no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm going to let you get back to your point. But I'm saying is this. The, the main reason why... I'm, I'm sorry, but like the main reason why we can't really organize is because every time we do, it's constantly being taken the fuck out. Think about everything we've done. Think about when we had Black Wall Street. Everybody talk about pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. We did that shit. Had our own functioning functioning banks, society, and everything. What did they do? Come over they there and bomb that, that shit. Up. Like literally every fucking you're time. You talking about that city, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like black Oklahoma, business, yes. Yeah, black, Tulsa, black Oklahoma, Street, right? Yes. Black Wall Street. Yeah, That's what I'm yeah. saying. Every time that we do have something, every time we do come together, there's always something outside, specifically white, that tries to fucking deteriorate it from the inside but, out. But see, here's how. But see, here's how they got us so fucking fooled. Now we can't organize because we do it to each other. They don't gotta do that shit no more unless it gets really big. They don't gotta even put their hand in there because once we try to do something, one nigga's gonna be like, "You ain't real." Another nigga gonna be like, "We shouldn't even boycott anyway." Another nigga gonna be like, "I'm not gonna boycott. I'm still buy the shit." And you know what's even funny about that? They're gonna be there's gonna be one person that they send in that looks like us to be able to start the descent amongst each other. See, that's the problem. Or they'll or they'll have somebody to be fake woke. And they cover that shit up. And back to my point. Okay, get your get to your point. point now my, my point is like, y'all really get my point though. But like my thing is systematically they never want us to have a strong leader. Think about it. Uh goddamn uh who, who my man is charged about him, right? They came in his apartment, literally shot the man point blank. Like, yeah, him. They they took out Malcolm uh, Malcolm Ags, Martin Luther King, like leaders like that. They just don't Yeah, they like they, they literally take yeah. them out. That's the one thing they they fear. It's a bunch of niggas that can organize and be about what they're trying to accomplish. Do you realize? Because they're afraid. Of course they're afraid. Because they're thinking that. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. Because look, just real quick, it goes so much deeper. Like, we have so much fucking power. That's what terrifies almost everybody. To, I, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. We are the most powerful people on this planet. Simple. Like, why is everybody so scared of us? Why does everybody want to be so much like us? There are white kids on TikTok dancing like us right fucking now. They're probably running your shot because they... And, ch- and, he- and, here's a- and here's another thing, bro. Because the biggest thing about it is if we could really just, like, organize like we really need to, we could take over the government, not, like... Yes. Not like yeah, not we there'd be more black people in the Senate, the House representatives, just in the government in general. Like there'd be more black owned businesses. It just man, it's just like there's so there's so much. There's so there's many so levels to this shit. Like so like even with that, like even with education, the reason why so many schools like in like in poor communities are so bad is because schools are fucking fun a lot of people don't really know this i don't get why like schools are funded by the surrounding areas if the surrounding area doesn't have high property value the school is going to be shitty that's the reason why people that's the reason why people in lower income households have to go to schools where they have textbooks that are a good three fucking generations back you want to know something it's probably a lot worse than we think it is i mean because i mean because if you think about it like that's the sad part and, and, and the bad part about it too is that like where else are we going to the thing about it is that like we're always taught in certain ways and even with our own history that's one thing that's one thing too a way to keep a people oppressed is to not is to not allow them to understand their own history we, think about it what do they always think about it? they're the one teaching us about black history wow. and who the fuck do they always teach us about Martin Luther King and Malcolm X barely Malcolm X I barely heard about that nigga growing up Malcolm I mean fucking Martin Luther King every goddamn February maybe a Madam CJ Walker maybe a um Rosa Parks maybe a Rosa Parks third boy, third boy Marshall. exactly maybe that but that's that's sometimes. So Fox, let's, let's get back to that history. Let's break down that word history. Let's say, let's say. His story. story. His story. Whose story? The white man's story. If you only know what you're allowed to know, you will never have power. Yes. If you only know, let's say it's use use the closed window thing. So if the blinds are closed, you can't see. If I only tell you, oh, it's bad outside. You go outside, you're gonna die. What you gonna do? Live in fear of going outside. Cause you, cause that's, cause you don't know. That's yes. all you know. But if you know it's more than outside, then you can be free. Cause as long as I keep you in the room per se until you go outside where it's bad, I have control over you. I'm limiting your knowledge of the world. Yes. Without knowledge, you don't have power. Knowledge is power. Power is knowledge. It is. Man, man, even even our Lord and Savior talks about that. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. Man, it's even in the word, God. Ooh, man. I he said God. Like, <laughs> you know what's the most surprising thing what that happened recently I mean not like recently recently but like a couple months ago yeah. remember when uh, the first episode of Watchmen came out and white and the next day white people was like came out article where white people were so surprised that the Tulsa Oklahoma bombings happened yeah that cause that's the that's, that's, a, that's a thing too that's a thing too as much as we don't know about our own history a lot of white people today are ignorant of what the fuck has tra- has transpired and the transgressions that have been made against us. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why some people are so fucking ignorant. We're like, oh yeah, all you gotta do is just put yourself on your own bootstraps and make it out in this world. I'm like, okay, firstly, you have the privilege of being white, so therefore, you and your name is going to be looked at and seen more often and picked up for things such as jobs, more often than, let's say, a Jamal will. 
I mean, yeah. That, no, like, like literally, like, yeah. like literally, I've seen, I've seen like studies and whatnot where it's like people, like, like em- employers will literally look at the names, and if it looks more quote unquote ethnic, then they're less likely to actually hire the person or even consider them for a fucking interview. Yeah. So if you consider, you can't even consider them for an interview. What's the likelihood they even gonna get a fucking job? Yeah. Uh, I feel like one day, one of the most, one of the most important things that I talk about is black is representation. Yes. I feel like that's that's a key to a lot of things. Just that's just, that's true. Just, just for like white people, I feel like as a, as an entry point, as a starting point to understanding this, because it's it's the the moment the moment you open your eyes, right? When you when you grow up and shit, right? Mm-hmm. You start out by learning what's what's uh what's what your parents teach you, right? And mm-hmm. then after that moment, that's when you get exposed to television and the internet and all that other shit. That's the second. That's your introdu- That's your real introduction into the world, mm-hmm. aside from what your parents tell you. Mm-hmm. I Malcolm X said that the media is one of the most powerful things in this world. Yeah, that's I, I mean, yeah. Oh, like, oh, like one of my favorite MCs in Moto Technique said, the media is like the fourth branch of the government. Okay, I got it. So, what I loved about the 2010s, well, the early 2000s and 2010s, right? I loved that a lot of black creators came out and popped off during in, in this era, right? Like from from the 1990s, 80s, maybe 80s, 90s. We had. Like John Singleton, Spike Lee, and then in the early 2000s we had Tyler Perry, and the 2010s where things really, really, really popped off for the culture. Right? We had fucking Black Panther in that decade. We had fucking Brandon Slim in that decade. We had fucking Dope. We had fucking probably a bunch of other titles to movies that I can think of, but greatness came about in those decades, right? Spike Lee released Do the Right Thing in the 90s, and Black Landsman, I think in 2018, 2019. Right? Yeah. But we've had a lot of great films telling a lot of great stories. We've come from uh, from roots, right? Back all the way in the fucking, I think, 60s? 70s? Yeah, can we please start remaking movies and shit like it? And, and fucking, from fucking... Any, any type of slavery movie. From fucking Good Times and the Jeffersons and Sanford and Son, all the way to fucking Blackish and Insecure and fucking Power, right? We've come so far and it's not even fucking over yet. Let, let me tell you some shit. It's not fucking over yet. No, just, y'all, it's just y'all, gonna, y'all, uh, everybody, I'm talking about just everybody and more specifically white people, but y'all are gonna get more stuff from us. We're gonna fucking flood the market. Not oversaturated, but we're gonna flood that shit. Sir, you gotta understand leave. We're gonna we're gonna have a diversity of content, a diversity of experiences. From from Tyler Perry movies to all the way to fucking the the best of the best. We're gonna fucking win Man. Academy Awards. We're gonna win fucking Golden Globes. We're gonna fucking win the highest honors. More than just BET Awards and Soul and Soul Train Awards. We're gonna we're gonna really usher in a new, even better era of black excellence. And my thing too is that like when it comes to us and like rewarding and like when it comes to awards and shit, 
side note, I hate how every fucking slave movie gets a goddamn an Academy Award or Golden Globe. But even outside of that, why don't we actually like fucking, why don't we actually have our own shit? We used to have the Source Awards, but then that shit got shut down. I mean, like, we don't have a Hip Hop Hall of Fame. Think about that. Hip Hop has been around, Hip Hop this, is this. like 40 years old now. And it's the number one genre in the world. Yes. Now, even when people thought it was a fat, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to keep on cutting you up. Run DMC is in, is in the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as opposed to us having our own established, certified, and respected now, fucking Hip Hop Hall of Fame. I think, I think that now is the greatest time for us to have our own Hip Hop Hall of Fame, mainly because we're very much out of our, when it comes to Hip Hop, we're very much out of its infancy. We're very much out of its infancy. Like, people who grew up doing that shit, who started that shit, are like in their 50s. Man, hip hop, damn, grown up, his balls on job. We got some kids on the way, man. Leave that shit alone. This shit old as fuck. But look, this is one thing I like to say about Black X. I like how we coined the term to say to our brothers that's out here doing great things and stuff like that. But I, I got a mixed feeling about it. Why do we have to kid? Lock it for white people, when we see them doing great stuff, it's just like, oh, that's cool, because that's what expected of them. And for black people, you see a black person like, like LeBron James, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're such a great thing, that's black, that's black. That's my thing. Why can't we just make that a standard? It doesn't mean like, you know, how you doing, like, oh yeah, he's doing something good for a black for a black person. Why can't we just say, that's a typical, oh, he's doing good for something as a person. Why yeah. make us having high achieving members of our race group be a standard, not just a thing that says, oh, black excellence. Yes, it's black excellence. Don't get me wrong. I love black excellence, but let's just make it a standard. Yeah, that, that not is, so yeah, because like excellence should be the standard. Like, it shouldn't be the, the, the exception. There was like a um, twelve or thirteen year old. I think he was. I forget where he was from, but he scored the I. He he went out. He took the IQ test and he scored higher than Einstein and Bill Gates. And I was saying like, yo, that's black excellence right there. You know, because that's mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? That's like that's just like beyond like. Yeah. It's just it's just maddening. Yes. Like the kid is not like I, I know for a fact I don't really exactly remember his age, but the kid was not older than sixteen. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. And he has a IQ test higher than the Albert Einstein and Bill Gates, top five richest men on the planet. Okay, so my professor yeah. So my professor said this today in class today. He's a psychology professor. So he said, Do y'all know why a lot of PWIs go out? And look for um, HBCU, HBCU students right there graduating PhD programs. Because he said there's a lot of students that come from HBCUs that can compete with these PWIs with a lot less resources that PWIs have. That's big so imagine, he said, if you have the resources that like Duke, Chapel Hill, and other PWIs had, that's better, like our universities, North Carolina Central. Imagine if we had the same resource that I had. They said, man, we would blow all the other schools out the water. Just imagine. Uh, we can already compete with them at the level where we're at a dis- we're at a handicap. That's yes. That's Super disadvantage. That's frustrating. So I'm saying like that's, that's not even just like talking about well, school. That's not in life. In life, man, yeah. you, you gotta take ten steps back, you born black, take another five steps back, now you mean fine, you born a woman. Yes. Cause you get damn uh torn down by your own not just other people, but your own race of men, we being honest. And like, it's just like, we're already at a disadvantage just because of the color of our skin. Now imagine if you get rid of that disadvantage, you let everybody compete at the same level. Oh boy, I tell you motherfucking what. It'd be a scary world out there. 
it definitely be scary for, for them uh, rich crackers, I'll tell you that. I, right I now. feel like. And the thing about. God, I feel like white people, they're very. I mean, we already know this. They're very threatened by us. Just on, on many different levels, in many different instances, right? Yeah. When it comes to education and shit, like. The, they are very uncomfortable. Because we started. We're, we're always doing stuff that's impossible. I promise yeah. you, if if we were allowed to actually, do, well, actually, we weren't. We were like with fucking what's it called? What's that movie called with those three black women? Um, Hidden figures. Yeah, Hidden figures. Right. Mm-hmm. We were we were necessary in order for that space for them to fucking work. Yeah. My like, thing is, I promise you, if if we were if we were actually allowed to fucking do that shit, do space shit, we would fucking blow this shit out of water. Right. You you gotta understand that they they are. I'm not done yet. They excuse the fuck out. They're of very you? they're very uncomfortable. Like like you know how when a rich person, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine like a rich man, right? And and they're a rich white family, right? It's like oh my kid does this this and this with the best trainers and the best whatever. And they're expected to do great things, and they kind of do, but are kind of still mediocre. And then you've got Even, kids that come from nothing and then become, and then are revered as some of the greatest players or athletes. And, and and they come from like, and then another family, right, who's a lot less well off than that mm-hmm. really high standard, right? Mm-hmm. And they just blow everything out of the water. It's like it's like talent versus hard work. Right, except they don't really have talent. It's not even that. It's not even that. It's not even that. It's access. It's access to better quality material. It's better yes. having better resources. That's the argument there. Yeah, and at the same time too, the reason why those with, with that are not well off is able to do so great is because they started off with less, and because they had started off with less, they have to work harder to even get to the level, let alone get beyond whatever level that the person that's well off I've, is I've, at. And also on the thing of talent versus hard work, yeah. talent is shit if there is no hard work involved. That's true. I feel like there's there's two things. Talent that beats hard work when talent doesn't work. Exactly. I feel, I feel, like, I feel like there's two there's two things that's that I feel like there's two things that white people are afraid of. That number one, uh, fear of retaliation, right? Yes. That if, if if they give us equal rights or whatever, we're just gonna overthrow them and fuck them over like we did them. Yeah. Right? First of all, we that's know. not the thing. That's I mean, not what we're doing. And the second thing, and the second thing, is they're afraid that if they are at that bottom level, mm-hmm. that they won't get to where we are. They that they won't uh, rise to the occasion like we do. Because mm-hmm. very much so, very often we one of the things that that's like great about us is that we very much uh, take what we have and use it to the best of our ability. Yes, and, and just even surprise ourselves. And I love that. Yeah, that's that's one of the be- that's one of the beautiful things that I love. Maybe and I was gonna say, yeah, and that's the same thing I was gonna say too. They are afraid of us coming back and then like overthrowing them. But at the same time, that's not our intention at all. We don't we don't fucking care about y'all enough to to overthrow y'all and put y'all in quote unquote slavery. Like we just want to live our lives and have a better life for for those around us. That's that's what we want. They think it's gonna be rise of the planet of the apes out here. Don't 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 do that because you're comparing us to apes. Racist bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing, going back to what he was saying about like us not having as many resources as PWIs. Think about um, all the teams, the primary teams. Like let's talk about basketball, and football, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at those um, 
those teams from the HBCUs or PWIs. What um, what race do you happen to see on those teams primarily? Like, what's what race makes up the majority of the team or all of it? Hmm. I'll, I'll take a wild guess here. Um, I would like to say Fuchsia. No, I'm wrong on that one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Black. Exactly. Now, my thing that I didn't really realize till I got a lot of it, honestly, like a couple of months ago, because I never thought about it in this perspective. Black men, I feel like black athletes go to these PWIs because they're so revered. Which yes. Is, which, which makes perfect sense. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And I applaud them for the achievements that they've made. Mm-hmm. But I honestly feel like some of them have this notion that they can't be drafted if they go to an HBC. That's um like I think about like um, Central offered LeBron James Jr. Yeah. A, a, a scholarship already. A lot of people he that that uh, event we see a lot of ridicule on social media saying yeah. oh y'all think he'll go to this uh, small time school but here's the thing Central is Division One. Yes. Is a Division One school. A lot of people don't know that. You know it is the HBC. See, that's, that's, that's the perfect example. They downplaying us. They're like, why would why would Bronny go to NCCU? Who are they? They and then once and then once they look us up and they or somebody actually physically goes here and they see McDougal Terrace and all this other nonsense that we unfortunately have going on around our campus, they're gonna be like, LeBron isn't gonna put is gonna have, have his son be be here. But no, that's my thing. It, it, you're stigmatizing the notion that HBCU is not good enough when you say, oh, I'm not going to this. And don't get me wrong, yeah. if you're blessed enough to go play at, at, at a college level in any sport, go do you. I'm not telling yeah. you just because you're black, you're going to play HBCU. No. Yeah, I'm not saying that. But my thing is, you just, you just can't get caught up in the hype of saying, oh, well, um, this is a PWI. Like, saying, like, say, for instance, like, Central is a three-time defending MEAC champion. I'd rather go to a small-time PWI Division one school than a big-time HBCU basketball school. You know what I'm saying? Like, stuff yeah, like that. It's unacceptable. Yeah. It's like that. It goes back to what I was, what I said a while, a while ago. Like, we have so much power, but it's just like some of us, we're just not really tapping into it for whatever, for a matter of different reasons. Yeah, it's a variety of different reasons. Yeah, it's just you know, it, it sucks because imagine if now you know, yeah, let's, yeah. Say, let's say Zion came, came here. Mm-hmm. Zion, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Zion Williams. Yes. Playing on playing for the Pelicans now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Talented young man at that. Well, let's be real. Now, look, I'm a UNC fan, but I give credit where credit is due. And that young brother, that dude, that kid could play ball. He was like that. Imagine if he went to the though. My only thing oh, is that man, that man will be. Just saying, like imagine if more black athletes gave their talents to HBCUs. What, what is my thing with, the, with that um that um black like people know they call LeBron James Jr. Bronny? Well, a lot of people say LeBron's a champion of um underachieved or under resourced. So I, I, mean, I, I think that'd be a real conversation he would have with his son because because mm-hmm. the character, how he like, hey man, I think maybe you should look into it. Yeah, you never know. Like a lot of people say, oh, this is HBCU, this is Well, my thing. My thing is this: when you come to a historically black college university, I ain't talking about just Central. I'm talking about like A&T, Howard, uh, Spelman, all of those. It's a culture you get with the school. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then my you thing will is never get at a PWI. And then my thing is this: it's like, and then a lot of things like people try to play 
where you come from, like you're historically black college university. But this is my thing though. A long time ago, a lot of kids from Duke used to come over and take our um, biology and um, chemistry program. They still do. There you go. <laughs> they still do. And also, I, just real quick, just just to just to um, further, you know, co- co- confirm your point. When I took chemistry two the summer of last year, there was a lot of UNC and Duke students in there. There you go. Just, just and then also, I people don't know it's like when it comes like the resources, like okay, so our library is under the UNC system school. We share database with uh, University of Chapel Hill, Duke, uh, NC State, and stuff like that. So you're talking about as far as the resources, shit. We have access to their library, they have access to our library. So if anything, you can't say we're limited there. The only difference is the food options, larger campus, gracious and then yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, that's also due to funding, and funding is also more due to notoriety. At the same time, Duke gets so much money and gets so much notoriety. Duke has the whole ass hospital attached to the damn campus. Exactly. Oh, shot. Yeah, the thing thing about it is that, like, it's also due to notoriety as well. If you know about it, a lot of people will talk about it, a lot of people will be more interested in it. Because to be honest, because to be honest, growing up, I never knew such a thing existed. I never knew the thing. I never knew anything about HBCUs. I never knew that it was such a thing. So let me ask you, that comes because you're from New York originally, correct? Yes. So is that because of the culture you lived in? Because when I was growing up, I always knew about HBCUs. But now I grew up my in thing, the South. My thing is, I, no, I grew up in the South. That's that's the thing about it. I grew up in the South. I never heard of an HBCU up until the time I actually came to college. Oddly enough, I never knew the difference between the PWI and HBCU. See, the thing about it is that like a lot of people are unaware of the fact of the existence of it. Well, at least in my case, people are unaware of the existence of it. All I know is that college. I didn't know there was I didn't know there was something specifically for us. That's the thing too. It's it's also about notoriety. That's part of the reason why like like Notre Dame is so big for fucking football or like goddamn um or like Alabama State or like Florida A and M. Like these schools are big because of the notoriety, as well as like A and T. Even though A and T is not based, not directly based off of like like Drumline. Drumline essentially set up A and T to be like notarized and known for not only that movie but like generations to come. I fucking love Drumline. Also, I feel like there should be more HBC movies because we don't have that many. We don't. We really um, don't. I don't. I don't I mean, mean, I, I mean, do have quite a bit. Just in this state alone, I think we got it. I mean, like, North Carolina one of the biggest. Look at the HBCUs you got in North Carolina. You got fucking uh, Bennett College, North Carolina Central, North Carolina AT. What's that state? Uh, I know I'm getting some more fucking. Elizabeth uh, City. Elizabeth City. Uh-huh. Uh, Shaw, St. Augs, stuff like that. If we have North Carolina is a hot spot for HBCUs. Yes. Why? That's why BET came out of that whole special. Cause like that yes. whole month of November, it was freaking. Homecoming fever in North Carolina. Yes. Every every HBCU was having a home, homecoming, homecoming, and everybody like, it exposed the culture of HBCU. Like that whole week, you got all these different people. It's like a big cookout, a big family, you know, like yes, a, a big family gathering. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's just a culture when you come to a HBCU. Like, I got a friend. She go to she go to, she go to school right like 50, 30, 20 minutes away from here. She said she wished she came here because she wanted that HBCU experience. Like she even joked about transferring one time. She didn't want to pay transfer the transfer fee, but shit, that's her business. Yeah. But my thing is just that fact she wanted to experience that culture. Like they love coming here. Yes. That's my thing. And it's just like it's a unique experience. Like yes. my thing is this. Why do you go ahead, go ahead? Your whole life, for all my uh, people of color out there, you will be the minority. Come to, I ain't saying you go to any school is good, but I'm just saying yes. come, 
look look heavy into HBCU because at this point you can finally be the majority in your life. Yes, and I can honestly say, as a person as a person who has lived a few different places, being the majority feels fucking good for once, yes. for once at least. To where I can know that the people that are higher up, the people above me, the people that are actually in positions of power, actually look like me. It's empowering. Not only that, but they. Not only that, but the fact that they really do have no interest at heart. Cause like, and they understand. Be, like, like to be honest, be completely honest. An HBCU go into an HBCU, they're not gonna treat you like anybody else. PWIs do that because their bottom line is money. Yeah. Period. They really don't care. HBCUs very much do care about you and about your experience there. Yeah. Go to an HBCU. And we're not sponsored by anybody. We just we just love the shit. We're not sponsored by our our college. We're not. This isn't anything period original. <laughs> Idiot! Ah, uh, man. So. Anything else y'all want to say? And we, I mean, we could also get into like generational wealth and how we really need to hop on that too. But, I mean, oh no, no, we're already hopping on we're already that's doing the thing. That going to college and getting degrees. And the thing about it is not even that we're actually going to use. And the thing about it is it's just not not even just that. It's also like, well, yeah, that too. But it's also like us understanding and realizing the reason why people are in the positions of power that they are in is because of generational wealth. It's not that somebody had a lot of money and all of a sudden, oh yeah, they died. Like, no, they had money, they built it, gave it to their kids. The kids took the money, built it, took the money, money, built it. It's, that's the thing. They have, they have money to have money for their children's children's children. That's generation, that's like real generation of wealth. That's Rothschild shit. I've got, I've got fucking white computer. This has been. <laughs> what do you say? Now I gotta wipe my whole computer. Well, anything. Thank y'all for tuning in. This has been the Anything Period Podcast. Thank y'all for coming out and listening. Remember, like, subscribe, and remember, you can find it on Apple Music, Spotify, and what else? And Stitcher. And Stitcher. Alright. And Alright, niggas. Peace be with you. May the force and the ass be with you. Deuces. Alright. Peace. Alright, y'all. That was a lot. Huh? That was a lot. That was a lot. Okay. Well, if anything, this has been the Anything Period Podcast. Peace. Peace. This is Black Charlie Brown. And this is Two Eyes. Did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, follow and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever else you can get your podcasts. Make sure to give us a heart and rate and review us. Give us five stars, please. Also, if you're on Anchor and you happen to use it, please send us a voicemail. We would love to hear your feedback as well as what you love and dislike about the show. Yes, we, we're always welcome to criticisms. Always. Bro, we only here for a minute. Yes, you're right. So this has been the Anything, Anything Period, Period Podcast. Emphasis on the commercial. <laughs> Later. <laughs>